At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie. I'm sitting here trying to figure out why it seems like being a comedian is the only profession in the world where when you tell people what you do for a living, they think it's okay to ask you to do your job. What? Why? Yo, what you do for a living? I'm a comedian. Oh, tell me a joke. Tell you a joke. Really? Okay. You ever heard the one about the guy who got punched in the face? Why would you do that? (laughs) I can't think of any other profession where someone would tell you what they do and you would think it's okay to ask them to perform. I can't. What you do for a living? I'm a chef. Oh, make me a meal. I'm a police officer. Oh, read me my rights. I'm a lawyer. Defend me. I'm a doctor. Save me. I'm a dentist. Jump in my mouth. I have a cavity I've been waiting for someone to look at. Nice to meet you. (laughs) What? I just can't think of one. I'm going to start doing it back. Yo, what you do? I'm the chief marketing officer. Market something. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> I, I don't get mad about it anymore. I used to. Now I don't care. But I just never got it. What if you ran into an athlete? If you meet LeBron, you're going to be like, oh, LeBron, nice to meet you. Play D. What? No. LeBron's punching you in your face. Why would you do that? I just, I don't understand it. Why? Why, why do people think that's okay for comedians and when it wouldn't be okay for anything else. Professional comedians get paid to tell jokes. I said I'm a comedian, not your comedian. What? Why would you do that? If you met a magician, would you ask him to show you a trick? If you met a pimp, would you ask him to do the same? These are just questions I have. Welcome to In The Moment. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. Baby, I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell. Your money's back. Shout out to all my regular so listeners. Episode 43. Baby. Yeah. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost. We in the building. If you're listening to me, that means you're breathing. You're alive. Baby. Count your blessings. Be happy Baby, to be here. It's another beautiful day. We're going to get into a lot, man. I'm going to say some things this episode that's going to get me in trouble, but I've had some things on my mind that I want to address, so I'm going to address it. Y'all know me. I'm just going to do it. Whatever happens, happens, baby. Sometimes you just got to speak your truth. That's what we're going to do. So buckle in while I tell y'all a few things that I'm mad at. Nothing changes this week. I'm mad at a lot of things. I'm going to start with Amazon. I'm mad at Amazon. I'm mad at Amazon Prime. I'm mad for two reasons. For one, I spent a lot of money on Amazon. The day before Amazon Prime Day. I didn't know. I forgot. I marked it in my calendar and everything. And somehow it slipped my mind. I saw it. I completely forgot. It was one of those moments when I was just like, wow, you're stupid. You just, that's just it. You're dumb. That was really dumb. And then when it was Amazon Prime Day, I felt like I had to make up for my mistake. So I bought enough things that the savings would be equal to the amount of money I spent the day before. And I felt good at first until I realized all I really did was spend more money. Again, dummy. Like, why would you do that? Amazon got me again. So for the last three days of my life, uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm probably contributed to over half of Jeff Bezos's whole fortune. That's me. That's me. In three days, Amazon has taken everything from me. I am broke. I'm happy, but I'm broke because I bought a lot of shit that makes me happy. Um... 
What else I'm mad at? I'm mad at Offset. Let's talk about Offset real quick. Offset is one third of Migos. Uh, if you never heard of him, you probably have heard of Cardi B. That is his wife, was his wife. Not sure anymore. And who really knows what's going on? I don't even think they know if they're together. So you can't fault me for not knowing. Cardi did come out and say that she's going to forgive him again and they're back together. And I heard some people say, oh, well, you know, that a $300,000 car will do that. But Cardi got money. So it ain't about the car. It's, it's, it's probably about exactly what she said. She missed her best friend and her D. But he's uh he's tried to get back with her after he's gotten caught cheating several times. And this is the, I don't know, third, fourth time. I can't keep count. That's not my business. But this time around, he bought her a like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar car. But the baby seat in the back. That's what I'm here for. I want to talk about the baby seat. The man put a custom made eight thousand dollar baby seat in the back of a Rolls Royce. That's fire. I mean, I'm not hating, but at the same time, fam, it's going to be peanut butter and apple juice on that baby seat in three days. Your baby is going to thrash that baby seat. I don't know if I'm ever spending $8,000 on a baby seat, and I don't want to be in anybody's pockets, but when's the last time you've looked at a baby seat? I've never seen a clean baby seat, ever. I remember being in my young 20s, and my man would go, yo, get the baby seat out the back. I didn't want to touch it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Did you have you seen what baby seats tend to look like after a little while? That's what you spend an 8K on? Nah. Nah. Not the baby seat. That's not even a baby seat anymore now if I bought that. That's just a person seat. Because my baby's in that forever. You're in that when you're 12. 8,000? I'm not certain my parents spent $8,000 on me in my entire childhood. Any like if the whole thing collected. They might have, I don't know. It's 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 close. I'm kidding. But seriously, fam, you're in there at 17. Dad, can I drive the car to prom? Yes, in your baby seat. Dad, I'm I'm a grown man. No, I told you. It's a person seat now. You're never getting out of that seat. $8,000. Then the man lost a six-carat earring the same weekend at the same party. Six-carat earring probably worth about forty, fifty, sixty thousand. I don't know. That's just a lot of wasted money that weekend. Somebody got to find that earring, though. If he lost it, it's out there somewhere. Somebody needs to find that earring. He talking about return it to me if you find it. Okay. This year? This year? Of all years? Who's returning a $60,000 diamond, man? At some point, Offset going to run out of shit to buy. That's my thing. Because he's not going to stop cheating. So long as Cardi keeps showing him that she is willing to forgive him and stay with him, he's going to keep cheating. But now that you've bought a $300,000 car and an $8,000 car seat, what are you going to buy her next? The next time he cheats, he's going to have to get a plane with a diamond-filled pilot seat. Then he's going to have to get an island. This has become a business plan for Cardi. If every time you cheat on me, I get a new car or a plane or an island, I'm probably going to let you keep cheating, too. There are people getting cheated on for less. And there are people in really good relationships, but no one's buying them an island. Would you rather be in a healthy marriage, a healthy, respectable marriage? 
with a partner that's loyal and all you have to show for it is a house and a ring and some kids? Or would you rather be in a marriage where you're getting cheated on and you have a Rolls Royce and an island? You have to ask yourself that question, people. Because I'm not sure. <laughs> Man, I'm not sure. It's a tough one for me. <laughs> but seriously, I feel for Cardi because, I mean, we've seen people in these situations so many times. It, it happens often. But either way, I'm just curious as to what Offset is going to buy next. Because at some point, you're going to run out of shit to buy and you have to just not cheat. That's going to be the only thing that you can give her. There's no value on loyalty. So if, when he buys her the island, he's going to have to stay on it. <laughs> it's going to have to just be them. That's the only way he's not cheating. No, because then they still got the plane. Yeah, he'll just fly to a different island. I don't know. I don't know what you do. But if she's happy, good for her. That's her prerogative. That's her business. What else I'm mad at? Michael B. Jordan. I'm mad at Michael B. Jordan. And it's not because he's Michael B. Jordan. It's because Michael B. Jordan posted a picture of himself. And all you see is like the bottom half of his face and the top half of his chest. It's like a picture for the ladies. And I'm not mad at the fact that he posted a sexy picture. Do your thing. But <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that he posted this picture to tell people to vote. That was his, like, hey, go to the polls pick. And I, all I could think of was if I knew the control I had over woman was a picture, boy, <laughs> this would be it. Mike know what he got, don't he? When you post a picture that just show your nipples and your mustache and you think that's enough to encourage people to vote, you know how women feel about you, fam. More power to you. That's impressive. He's the goat of something. That's why he has that name. I don't know what it is yet, but he's the goat of it. That look like a lot of incline bench. Like most people have a message. They use words, you know, nice background, scenery, prepared statement, that kind of thing. Some people use music. Other people use fashion. Mike used his nipples. I said, wow, Mike. Just nipples in a stash. And he made like the little bite face. They gonna, That's going to be an emoji now. I promise you it is. And I, try, I ain't going to lie. I tried to do it. I was going to redo the picture and post it. And I, was, and I looked stupid. I couldn't do it. And that's when I realized it was a gift. I'm mad at it, but it's not hate. Got to understand what I'm doing here. Shout out to Michael B. Another thing I'm mad at. I'm mad at rapper Joel uh, Santana. Because Joel Santana is a rapper from Dipset. Who was dope back in the day. And he was a big deal. He was in prison recently for uh, having a gun in, I think it was Newark Airport. And he's home now. It was a long story. It's a big deal. But he has a wife. And her name is Kim Bella. And I guess she now has an OnlyFans page, which is the new trend. And he posted it on his page telling people to go look at my wife's OnlyFans page. And I know I'm going to take heat for this, but I, I'm sorry. Somebody got to say it, man. Is that not pimping? I mean, is this what it's come to? I mean, I guess if you got to pay the bills, you got to pay the bills. But at the same time, is somebody going to see this for what it is? Now, I don't know what her OnlyFans page is going to consist of. Maybe she is not bearing it all. And that's cool. But at some point, man, it's got to be weird to some people that we are at a place 
where a guy would post his wife's OnlyFans and say, hey, go look at my wife naked doing things. Like, that's weird. That's, that's, what is going on? Is it just me? Is it just me? Maybe. But I, is it just that's, me? I mean, that's pimping. Is it not? A little bit. I mean, not, it's not full pimping, but it's like a little bit of pimping in there. I don't know. Could be me. Moving on. Last thing I'm mad at is this penny theory. This is what I've named it, the penny theory. We had a caller today on the Burt Show, and she was saying that she believed her home to be haunted. And a part of the reason it was haunted was because her husband passed. And she found, like, pennies and dimes lying around. And I ended up Googling this because I never heard of it before. I didn't know it was a thing. And I found out that it is. And so in a lot of different places, a lot of people believe that when you find pennies and dimes laying around, sometimes it's a message from people who you love who have passed. If that's a thing, which it appears to be, I can't help but wonder if that happens to me and somebody that I love who is on the other side starts leaving me pennies and dimes to send me a message. I'm not responding to that message for that amount of change. If you have the ability to send me nickels and pennies and dimes from the other side, fam, I know you can turn that into a dollar. This is what I thought. Why would you send me pennies and dimes? Why would you even put that much energy into sending me anything? I mean, I don't want to turn into the girl who in that viral video got a truck from her boyfriend. I got Anna her dream car. She has no idea. She's going to be so stoked. I don't want to go anywhere right now. No, stop, I don't stop, look stop. cute Just and I don't want to go anywhere. Step up. Get in the seat. I don't want to go anywhere right now. Can we not? Don't worry about it. Where are we going? Take your blindfold off. Mark. It's the G-Wagon. It's the one you wanted. It's, it's awesome, right? It's the one you wanted. It's perfect. Are you crying? She's crying, bro. Oh, no, no. Hey. No. Stop. Stop. Are you all right? You good? Hey, are you all right? What's up? Turn it off. What's, hey, honey, what's wrong? It's the wrong color. You got the wrong color. I wanted the other one. Not this one. Are you you're joking, right? No. You, you got you're, you're kidding me, right? Take it back. Take it back. It's one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. I don't want to turn into her, but at the same time, I appreciate the pennies and dimes. But if you have this ability, how about a hundred and a hundred hundreds? Keep them coming. A penny for your thoughts was a saying, but it doesn't pay the rent. A nickel for your kiss does nothing. Maybe you don't find a way to send me some stacks. That's the way I'm going to know you miss me. You want to send me a message? Make it 100000 Oh, my God. Yes, I can feel it. <laughs> the energy is undeniable. He left me a hundred thousand. 
I'm, I'm not so sure for 20 cent. I don't. What I'm gonna do with 21 cent, man? Nah, you gonna leave me something, make it worth both of our time. I remember when I was younger, a good friend of mine told me that they used the Ouija board and that it actually worked and that they spoke to their grandmother who had passed. And the grandmother's message was, don't ever do this again because you don't realize how much energy it takes for me to have to come this far to talk to you with where I am. And I don't know what that meant, but that that stuck with me. It made me feel like spirits have to come a long way to actually communicate with us, to get your Patrick Swayze on. So I'm thinking to myself, if you're doing all of that for 11 cent? Nah. Anyway. <laughs> you know how many people unfortunately lost somebody that they love that owed them money to? Imagine that. Somebody owe you $300. And they on the other side sending you dimes and nickels. Now I'm not as mad as I was. All right. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. That's all the things I'm mad at. Shout outs. I got a couple shout outs real quick. Shout out to my dude, Dub, a.k.a. Zach Witt. I didn't shout him out last week for his birthday. I meant to, and it slipped my mind. My apologies, but that's my guy and an avid listener. But more than that, he's a brother. So shout out to you. I hope all things are well. Shout out to LeBron James for capturing his fourth title. Oh, man. Um, it was, I was happy for LeBron. A lot of people feel like all of this hate and animosity toward LeBron for a lot of different reasons. But he was once a kid that we knew at some point was going to be a beast in the league. But I don't think most people even had this in mind when they remembered what they thought he was going to be in the first place. So to surpass those type of expectations, that's incredible. That man is doing incredible work. I ain't going to say nothing else about it. Shout out to... Shout out to at J-E-X-I-F, a.k.a. Diamond Tester Kid. Um, he uses a diamond tester to go around the school and test different teachers' engagement rings. And some of them uh, were not real and caused problems. And I just thought it was genius that he came up with this idea. Hey, hey, Miss T. Hi. Hey, you married, right? Yes. You are? You, you got a wedding ring on you? Yes. You think it's real? I hope so. You hope so? Alright, alright, hold on. Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um. I think. Real, right? This is fake. I'm in my room telling me that my ring is unreal. Are you kidding me right now? Is it real or is it not real? How do you. I, I don't understand. What do you mean? Get out. Can you imagine? You imagine you got to call your husband and tell him, yo. I know what you got me was fake because one of your students told you. That's a nasty way to find out that your ring is fake. I don't even know if I should be shouting him out, but I thought that was hilarious and it was entertaining. So anyway, let's get down to business. Oh, I almost forgot. The results are in from last week on who cheats more, men or women, who lies more, men or women. And we also talked about when you go on vacation what are the chances that you're going to cheat if you're a man or a woman, if you go on a, a fellas trip or a ladies trip? And it was interesting to me because I called 11 people in total. I don't remember how many I actually aired, but I called about 11. And when it came to who lies more, it was six to five women. And when it came to who cheats more, it was seven to four men. 
So if I'm going off of the calls, most people seem to think that men cheat more and women lie more. Now, I also took a poll on my Instagram and 61% said that men lie more and 83% said that men cheat more. What those numbers showed me was that I have way more women following me than men. That's all I got from that. <laughs> That's all that told me. That didn't tell me anything else. I probably have five male followers out of the thousands of followers I have. So that told me nothing. I can't, I don't have the following to try to conduct a battle of the sexes poll. I just don't. It's never going to be fair. So I, I had I had to throw those results out because they just wouldn't be admissible in court. They just wouldn't. It's just not fair. So I have to go off of the callers. And if I'm going off of the callers, then it's 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 official. Men cheat more and women lie more. At least that's what the general consensus seems to be when it comes to what people think. Me personally, if I'm being honest, obviously there's not a science we can use to where we would get an actual answer to this question. It's more so for for shits and giggles. But I really think it's even. That takes the fun out of it, which is why I think it's better to debate it. But but if if I'm being honest, I think it's even, man. Men lie, women lie, men cheat, women cheat. I definitely think men get caught more because women are better at it. And I also think men might do it more often. But when a woman does it, it's a whole nother level. It's something different. Most of the time, it's not I was just trying to get one off. It was I really like that guy. I was really into him, which that cuts a man deep. But I really do think it's about even. Somebody brought up, I don't remember who it was, but somebody brought up a good point that men might lie more simply because women are more inquisitive, <laughs> which was funny to me because it's true. I think there's truth in that. Typically, a guy will ask something when he's suspicious and a woman will give a, like a really good answer and he'll just be like, okay, that makes sense. Going back to the game. But a woman will ask something and whether the guy's answer makes sense or not, there's seven follow-up questions coming. And that's if you're lucky. You might get 14 to 20, but there's certainly going to be follow-up questions. And at some point, that man's going to have to lie. He can't give you 14 to 20 honest answers. He's going to have to lie. Another thing that I know men do, and I don't know if women do this, I'd have to ask. But sometimes I know there are men who lie about something, and it's not because they're trying to get out of trouble. They're trying not to get in it. Like, for example, you could really be out with your boys and let's say you get home at like three in the morning. Right. And you got home at three in the morning because literally on the way there, someone tried to rob you. Let's just say that happened. And they held you at gunpoint for an hour. And then you finally escaped and then you got home late. If your girl goes, yo, where you been? You're not going to say, babe. Someone tried to rob me. Like, nah, because she's not buying that. Like, oh, really? Why you ain't dead? Someone had you at gunpoint, but you lived. I'm supposed to believe that. So now you got to lie. Because she's not going to believe the truth. <laughs> right. So you come up with something else crazy, but that might sound a little more believable. I don't know how good of an example that was, but I know most men understand what I'm saying. There are times when the truth really won't set you free. It won't because the truth seems like too far fetched to be the actual truth when it is. So sometimes you lie 
And it's not because you were doing anything wrong. You just know she's not going to believe what actually happened. Men lie for reasons like that. Out of fear. <laughs> you force us to lie. We don't want to. So maybe men do lie more because we're kind of we kind of have to. But then women lie about things men typically don't lie about. A lot of smaller things that most men don't even think about in a woman a lie. So I really that's why I think it's even. I, I think it's a balance. People lie. Jay-Z used to say men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And he was lying because numbers certainly lie. <laughs> numbers lie, too, man. I've seen it. Everything lies. We just don't know what lies beneath. And I don't know what that means. It just it sounded good to say it. So I let it rip. But I don't know what it means. But that's that's the results. Do with them what you may. Men cheat more and women lie more. The people have spoken and that's what was said. But if you listen to me, I think it's pretty even across the board. I just think men get caught more. All right. Moving on. So Dream Doll is a 27-year-old rapper from the Bronx. And she sent this tweet out the other day. It said, if you and your guy best friend accidentally have drunk sex, is that still your best friend or no? And then she followed up with, and I don't have a guy best friend before y'all start. I'm trying to get advice from my homegirl. And of course, people were like, yeah, right, we know that ain't your friend. And it's probably not. But that's not what I'm here for. I remember having this debate with a girl that I was dating once. And I could not possibly understand why she thought that once you have sex with someone, they could still be your best friend. Not, not rolling. At the time, I had a really, really good friend who was a woman and she had a best friend that was a guy. And I never slept with my best friend that was a woman to this day. I couldn't do that. I would never. I look at her like a sister. That's really my friend. And we've been in positions where it could have easily happened. We'd been drunk together where it was just us. We've even slept in the same room drunk together. But we nothing ever happened. Nothing even close to happening ever happened. She's changed in the same room I was in. Didn't look. Didn't care to. Wasn't interested. I think that's a very rare situation. When people say, oh, that's just my friend. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. I the think that's that I very rare. More times yeah, than not, someone is attracted to the other one. When you say, oh, we just friends. I would I would go as far to say 90% of the time someone is attracted to someone. It's rare though. There are those cases where it really is a friendship. It's a strictly platonic relationship. There are those times. But more times than not, nah, I'm not rolling. But she told me that there was a time when she did sleep with the guy. And to me, I was like, well, then y'all are no longer friends. How could y'all be friends? Now nah, we just friends. That was an accident. I don't believe in that. No. Once you cross that line with somebody, it changes. You become just a little more than friends. That's just me, though. Is it just me? Is it just me? What y'all think? Matter of fact, that might be the question. I want to get into that. I want to know what y'all think. But I do not believe that you can sleep with somebody and then still consider them a friend. Once you do that, you have crossed the line of no return. That's a wrap. I wanted to touch on this Meg Thee Stallion topic real quick because it came up on air and I was curious as to how most women would feel in this situation. 
I'm pretty sure mostly everybody is familiar with the Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lane situation by now. If you are not, Google it, but you should be. And the one thing I just wanted to touch on is the fact that Meg spoke about how she did not say anything in the beginning of this situation because she was afraid for Tory. Tory shot her. Allegedly, that's ignorant. And her instincts were still to defend him, in a sense. And I think Meg felt some kind of way for a while that people were not defending her. And she also felt some kind of way for a while that Tory was making it seem as if he did nothing wrong and his team was actually in people's blogs saying that they did nothing wrong as well. So if we're going to be honest, we have to realize that If you want to be protected, you have to inform people that you need protection. She spoke to how she didn't want to say anything at first because of how police treat black men. And she was afraid for Tory. By no means am I going to knock her for that. That was her prerogative. That's what she wanted to do. I actually salute her for that. I understand it. How can I not? As a black man myself, I completely understand it. So I don't knock her for it. At the same time. I hope that she understands as well as anyone who was a victim understands. Because I know the narrative is that most of the time victims are afraid to say something and to speak out. But I'm just wondering if that narrative can begin to change. Because to feel as if you would not say anything as a woman in a situation where a man would shoot you or even allegedly shoot a gun at your feet while telling you to dance or whatever the case was. That's a whole nother ball game. I hate that that's the case because I know it's easier said than done, but I would hope that in a situation where a man would shoot you or anyone would shoot you, you would say something. And, and people create this, uh, this fake street code. That's not real. That if you say something, then, You're a snitch. It goes all the way back to that infamous Cameron video. Hi, I'm Katie Couric. Welcome to Eye to Eye. Rapper Cameron has made millions from his lyrics about life in the mean streets of Harlem. And a big part of his hip-hop culture is keeping your mouth shut when the cops come around. If there is a serial killer living next door to you, though, and you know that person is, you know, killing people... Would you be a snitch if you called police and told them? If I knew the serial killer was living next door to me? Yeah. No, I wouldn't wouldn't call and tell anybody on them, but I'd probably move. Like, I'm not going to be around because I don't need to be living around serial killers, but I'm not going to call and be like, put the signs up like, yo, you know, the serial killer's in 4E. It's not your responsibility. (laughs) Exactly. If you're a civilian, you're not a snitch. If you say, yo, I'm next door to a serial killer, that doesn't make you a snitch. As they say in New York City on the subways, if you see something, say something. I love the entire message that Meg gave about protecting black women. We we have to be stronger in how we go about protecting women. At the same time, women have to be stronger at letting us know when you need protection. And I hope that that does change because... I thought about what it must have felt like for Meg to have been in that situation and got shot 
and then had to watch people make fun of it and then had to watch Tory make videos and make music and make a profit off of shooting her. That had to be traumatic and hard to deal with. And I'm sure it made her wish that she would have said something from the beginning. And and I'll never know what it, it's like to be in that situation. So I don't want to say too much about it. But I do want to pinpoint that sometime, as they say, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Those quotes keep going. I probably said one of them wrong and don't realize it. But if you see something, say something. You need help, ask for it. All right, let me get into some moments of the week. Um, Most reflective moment of the week. I want to tell this story because I think more people need to understand that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Our intern, Kevin, was speaking about making mistakes and feeling like you always beat yourself up for it. And he ended up getting fired from a company that he really, really wanted to work for his whole life over something that was very small. And it made me think of this story. Before I got to the Burt Show, I worked for a really big multimedia company. And I and I was thinking to myself, all right, this this is it. Like I can just work my way up, work super hard. Those were my dreams. And not of course it don't happen like that as it never tends to. A lot of different things happen. And this company wasn't kind to me at all. I was looked over. They never wanted to promote me. I worked hard. They kept me there. And I was just praying to God like all the time. And eventually this company fired me. It's funny the way that it all happened because they demoted me. And the guy that I worked in the mailroom initially, he passed away, unfortunately. So we had a new guy come in. And the new guy comes in and we're pretty much doing the same work. I was there longer than him. And then he got promoted and I got demoted. And I was pissed. And I was like, all right, it is what it is. I need a job right now. So I ended up having to go to another office. The blessing in it was when I got to that office, I was closer to all of the people in the company who dealt with comedy. And I didn't know this at the time, of course, but I was. And so eventually one of the guys came in and he used to talk to me all the time because he realized I used to always keep to myself. And he's like, yo, why don't you come to lunch with us? And I was like, nah, I'm cool, man. I don't really, you know, I'm cool. He's like, I didn't want to hear all that, man. Come to lunch with us. And I did. I ended up going to lunch with them, and I started a little bit of a friendship with them. And he used to say, yo, just come to the video room and just watch us record and do our thing. So one day I just came in there, and it was a lot of people in there. It was all these lights. It was, it was a new experience for me. And he was like, Mo, come in. Just stand in front of the camera. And I did. And then he was like, he asked me something crazy. Like, just talk about the top five celebrities you wouldn't want to babysit your kids. And I was like, all right, uh, R. Kelly, number one. I mean, that's clear. Uh, number two, DMX. Man don't even like his own kids. Number three. And I just started just going. And I, and I see people in the room trying so hard to not laugh like because they can't laugh because of the audio and then he looks at me and he's like you're a mozart of comedy and you don't even know it and i'm like of course i don't because i don't know who mozart is and he was like all right Allegedly, that's a whole nother thing ignorant. i am embarrassed by the way to not have known who mozart was in that situation but but i know today so don't hold it against me but the point is I had no idea what God was upstairs orchestrating to get me into this situation. And so from there, he wanted me to start working on videos every day when I got off. And that's what I did. 
I would be in that building the entire day. I would work my normal mailroom shift and then I would get off and I would go next door and I would do all of these comedy videos off the top of my head for as long as I could and just trying to be around comedians, trying to be around people to find out how they work their magic. And once my videos started to actually do well and circulate and I started to make a little bit of a name for myself, they fired me for no reason. Just let me go, fired me. And I was crushed. I was like, wow. I was unemployed for a while after that, and I started to take comedy more seriously than I ever did because I didn't have a choice now. It was, this gotta work, and that's exactly how I treated it. I remember when people would ask me what I did for a living, I would tell them I work in the mailroom. And I remember my man Thomas telling me, yo, stop telling people you work in the mailroom. And I'm like, but I do. And he's like, yeah, you do, but you're a comedian. You just work in the mailroom. And I, I didn't understand it then, but I understood it when I was in a position where I had to be a comedian. He was right. And then that's where things started to just work for me. It Doors just started to open. I, it almost felt as if I stopped fighting the universe and I started fighting with the universe because that was the moment I realized that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And I started telling people I was a comedian and they started asking me to tell them a fucking joke. But, <laughs> but that's not here nor there. The point is, it's never over. It doesn't work the way you think it's going to work. So don't ever think, oh, my God, my life is over. It's ruined because of this. No, it's not. When a door closes, that's because a window opened. Or maybe it's because or maybe it's when a window closes because a door opened. I don't know. When some close, some open, man. So don't give up hope. All right. Um, I was reading this article the other day, and it was basically saying that all parents have favorites and all siblings believe that they're the favorite and i don't know if this is true or not now i do think that all parents have favorites that i believe they may not tell you but i think they do now i know my parents would never tell me who their favorite is though i know it's me but i'm curious to what my siblings think and if they both think that they're the favorites when i am <laughs> so I'm gonna call him. Let's figure it out. What's up, Reese? Cakes, this is Mo Mitch from the In the Moment podcast. How are you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? I'm always good. I got a question for you. You got a minute? I got a minute. Okay. I read an article, and that article said that every parent, whether they admit it or not, has a favorite. Mm, that's deep. And the last time I checked, we got two parents, and it's three of us. And it's me. Wait a minute. I didn't even ask the question yet, Case. You didn't see me setting the question up for the people? I thought I knew where this was going. Nah, you did. Let me clarify. Okay. Out of both parents, we're wondering who's the favorite kid. Yes. Let me do some balancing. Talk to him. Tell him, tell him why right. you think it's me. Go ahead. Crazy. Okay, listen. I'll I'll honor that. What you For mean? You, I'm gonna honor. I'm gonna honor what you said. I'm gonna honor why it would be you, and then I'm gonna explain why it's actually me. <laughs> I don't want you to just make me feel better. Well, this is the thing. When I was doing my balancing, it was hard. It was hard. But there is a winner. It would be you under these grounds. You're you're daddy's only son. So Facts. y'all bond. Y'all bond over that. That's what's up. That's cool. However. I'm his firstborn girl. 
So oh. I just feel like, yeah, see, that hit different. That cuts a little bit different. Yeah, I felt that it, one. You feel me? So, like, it was me who got that heart softened, who really had him looking at life differently, you know? And I think he honors that process. Oh. So but I played I Madden with him, though. Listen, I don't think that I don't think that goes up against the softened heart. That he's uh -huh. a better he's a better human for that. Yeah, but I, I taught him how to hit the square button when the first receiver was open. Mm, that's deep. Oh, listen, this is tough. This is tough. I'm thinking back to when sis sent that picture and Daddy had your shoes on and was calling Kiana's son because he missed you. See, that's so why I'm like, telling you, it's me. Listen, I'm, we're gonna go back to Dad. I got mom's hands down. I know you her firstborn. Yes. I know, you, I know you, you know, that was deep. That was special. But she said you had the biggest head, you had the longest <laughs> labor, and it was the most painful. Period. Period. Wait. No, but the people that, that love you always put you through the most, man. That's, that's You got to go through and something to get to something. Huh? You peed on, you peed on mom. No, don't, don't tell the people that. Why would you say that? Listen, this stuff matters. When you weighing it out, these memories are gonna come up. But I'm like, I'm like day one, number one, the only son is me. I'm telling you, I'm here. Listen, listen. How about this? How about this then? I'm gonna go with the Kanye verdict on this. Mom is someone who really she loves herself. Mom loves herself, right? Right. Am I, am I wrong? You right. Who's her mini me? Oh, oh, that's that's low. Listen, in in the phone, Cakes is my mini me. Y'all got Boo Bear and Lovey and all that. It's me. <laughs> Yo, I'm I can't I'm even. I called you with I'm, so much confidence. I'm losing it now nice, talking to you. Nice, I'm the middle kid. I bring balance. I'm just like that. I'm that one. <laughs> now, I, think you, I think you and sis I think you and sis bring very Very strong Characteristics and things like that That some days y'all are ahead of me Sometimes it's even years You gonna give us the, oh even. Listen, Sometimes it's years but when we go on Overall I'm like I'm a little bit up there more Just a little bit This is tough but like I say Y'all are still winners Okay now I'm, I'm not feeling like a winner And in fact I'm getting out of here, but just so I know, your vote is you and you. Just to be clear, for mommy and daddy, it's you and you. For mommy, yes, it's her mini me, which is me. So yeah, and for dad, I'm 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 going with the heartwarmers. That firstborn daughter really hit different. Okay, That's me too. Okay, fine, fine. The votes are in. The votes are in. You, it's you and you, and for me, it's me and me, and we just going to see. I guess that's what we going to do, because I know that daddy could never play Madden like he can if it wasn't for me. That's what I know. The man is humble now. He's delicate. He speaks kindly. Who did that? Cakes. <laughs> Cakes, you have been amazing. <laughs> on on your debut performance on my podcast, I appreciate you. I, I got to call the other one now, see what she thinks. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be good. I love you. All right, I love you too. Later. All right, bye. Hello? Deeks, this is Mo Mitch from the In The Moment Podcast. Do you have a minute? I have several. What up? What up? What up? What you doing, though? It's funny you ask. I'm making your, I'm making your cartoon right now. Oh, I'm looking. I'm looking. You looking good. You looking just good as you want to look, boy. All right, well... While I got you, I got a question for you. You are a part of my question of the day. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
Okay, so I read an article, and that article said that regardless of what your parents tell you, every parent has a favorite. And I thought to myself, I can only imagine who my siblings think the favorite is. So I know who I think it is. I know who Cakes thinks it is. Who do you think it is? I'm definitely the favorite. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's no, it's not even to talk about. How are you the favorite? I need you to tell me how you are mommy's favorite and how you are daddy's favorite. Please explain. Okay, I'm daddy's favorite because I stay out of trouble. You and Kayla are troublemakers, and you guys made his blood pressure go up. (laughs) So I stayed out of trouble. I'm definitely daddy's favorite. I'm mommy's favorite because I make her priceless artwork, and that is just, you can't top that. Okay. You funny. You funny, and Kayla, well, with cakes, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Cakes don't got no gifts. She got gifts. Yo, she, she gives mom good advice, but... But I'm saying, I'm taking the lead for sure. First of all, I'm the only son, okay? It's just me. And I'm the firstborn, okay? So mommy, me and mommy was day one, number one. Me and daddy was sitting on crates playing video games. Like, we go back, 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 back. How is it not me? You can't. This is history we talking about here. You need to understand something. None of that matters. None of that matters. You was the first, which means you, they made the mistakes. You had the blood pressure going up. You, 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 you had, you, you had stuff in the toilet, like, they, <laughs> what are y'all, wait, what are y'all telling people about me, man? You had stuff in the toilet, that's the only thing mom ever talks about. <laughs> what did I have in the toilet? You had your toys in the toilet, and you was flushing the toilet, talking about, mom, my, my action figures are in the macuzzi. That's stressful. Oh, that's I- stressful. I was putting the wrestling men in the jacuzzi. What that got? What that got to do That's with y'all? Stressful. You had the pipes backed up. That cost a lot of money. You had their blood pressure going up. Now you had oh. mommy diving under the bed to get candy and food that was there for three and a half years. That and was Kayla. No. You too. No. And you was eating no. everybody no. food. Everybody no. was hungry because of you. It can't be no. you. It's definitely me. Huh. Okay. Y'all bullshit is a little bit heavier than mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's, that's why it's you? They got it right with you. They made most of the mistakes with me, a lot yep. of the mistakes with Kayla, and the fewest yep. mistakes with you. That's what that's what I'm exactly. hearing. Exactly. Okay. All right. I think I got the votes. I got I got Cakes voting for her, Deeks voting for her, and me voting for me. I don't know where we got with this, but but the votes are in, at least. So you're saying we're narcissists? That's exactly what I'm saying. And <laughs> this, I mean, listen. Uh huh. I like I like y'all, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm definitely I, the I, I think mommy and daddy is proud of y'all, and they and they wish y'all well in life, and they got y'all backs and all that. But I think at the end of the day, they know what time it is with me. I am the favorite. It's me. No. No, I'm Mo Golden Child Mitch. Nobody has ever called you called you that. Yes, someone did. It's me. It's Mo Favorite Child Mitch. It's not. Fine. You in denial? You Mo in denial, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you ain't gonna keep roasting me on my own podcast. I'm getting out of here, man. I don't even know why I called you. (laughs) 
Go go back to making my artwork, please. Thank you. You breaking up. I can't hear you. Now I made your cheeks fat. Go. Bye. <laughs> I love you, shorty. I love you. Oh, man. Those are my sisters. We are so alike in a lot of ways. I love them to pieces. But at the end of the day, I'm the favorite. Come on now. Come on. It's Mo Golden Child Mitch. I don't care what they told you. It's me, baby. I'm going to start. That's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to get out of here today. But I got to find a way to get like siblings all together and have them debate why they're the favorite child. That's a new thing. All right. So the celebrity feature of the week is Tracy Ellis Ross. Most of you may know her from Girlfriends. She is also Diana Ross's daughter. And I met her a few years back. And as always, I asked everyone online to guess whether they thought I had a good experience with her or a bad experience with her. And the votes are tallying in. Drum roll, please. It was a great experience. Of course it was. Now, it was dope meeting Tracy, man. I ran into her and I promise y'all, y'all not going to believe me, but we had a moment. It was a thing. I know it was. I saw it in her eyes. We locked eyes. It was magical. And I looked at her and I said, hi, Miss Ross. My name is Mo. And she said, where did you come from? And I said, heaven. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I said that shit. I felt so corny. I felt corny as hell in that moment, man. Heaven. What are you talking about? Why did you think she would want to hear that? I don't know why I said that. She and I like I mean, I felt maybe she genuinely just didn't know where I came from. I don't know. But the way that she said, "Where did you come from?" it just made me feel like she was really curious. And that I didn't know what to do with it. I said, "Heaven." And I think my voice cracked a little bit. Like you can't crack on heaven. Oh. Tracy, my bad if you're listening. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do. It was too much. It was too much sauce for me, man. I wasn't ready for that kind of sauce at that time. It was like 10 years ago. I'd have been ready for Mrs. Parker now. I wasn't ready back then, man. Heaven. She kind of just looked at me and just kind of winked and smiled and took her hand away. <laughs> she winked, smiled, and just was like, all right, yep, uh, you about as dumb as you are, young boy. Get up out <laughs> Ouch. I didn't know what else to say, Tracy. That wasn't that wasn't the best me. Alright? I spoke a couple episodes about the first impression not always being the right one. Okay? I didn't know what else to say. I told Tracy Ellis Ross I was from heaven. <laughs> oh man. I was man. I ain't know what to say. I was nervous. I wanted Diana to be my mama. I ain't know. I ain't know. I try, hey, playing with me like that. All right, I'm going to get out of here. But before I do, I'm going to show y'all real quick that the universe works in mysterious ways. And it's usually to really help you. I was going through some bags in my closet trying to clean up and make some space. And I found this book. And the book is called Unfuck Yourself. And I haven't started reading it yet. But I opened the book because I didn't know where the book came from initially. I, I didn't even realize I had the book. It was a gift. Pretty sure it was from Amy good friend of mine. Thank you, Ames. Um, I opened the book to a random page and the message was something that I really needed to hear. It was in fact, everything that I needed to hear. 
And now I know that I need to read this book and that I found this book at the time that I needed to. And it took me back to this day. I'll never forget. I don't even remember what the book was. And I don't even know if I still have it because I'm I'm always reading books and then giving them away. But I do remember finding that book. I remember that moment and I remember reading it and it changing my life, literally, because it changed my perspective on life, which in turn changed my life. And I really that was a defining moment for me because that was when I truly realized, wow, when you know what to look for, you realize that life never happens to you. It always happens for you. The universe goes out of its way to help you when you allow it, when you believe it, when you receive it. The signs are there. They're always there for whatever you're looking for. You just have to be looking for them. And when you find them, you can't be mad that you found a sign that's not necessarily what you wanted it to be. Because it's not going to be what you wanted it to be more times than it is. That's the way it works. But if you stay on the path, Good things will happen. I struggle with sometimes feeling like I'm doing all of the right things and yet I'm not getting the results that I want. Things are not happening fast enough. Something must be wrong. No, no. Sometimes you got to go through a whole lot in order to be prepared for what you're asking for. And Joel Osteen said it a lot better than I can. So I'll let him do it. And I'll leave you all with this message. There's a price to pay to be prepared. In that weight room, when you're doing the right thing, but nothing's changing, you have the promise, but you're not making progress. Remember, something is happening. You're growing. You're developing. You may not like it, but you can't bypass the process. You can't skip the weight room and reach the fullness of your destiny. I love y'all. Next week, bitches. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. I'm not even going for it. This is what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. Choose TU Dublin and you're choosing more than just your next step. You're choosing infinite possibilities with courses in business, the arts, science, engineering and more. You're choosing the path that suits you from level six all the way to PhD on three different campuses accessible any way you travel. Choose infinite possibilities. Choose TU Dublin on your CAO.
Choose TU Dublin and you're choosing more than just your next step. You're choosing infinite possibilities with courses in business, the arts, science, engineering and more. You're choosing the path that suits you from level six all the way to PhD on three different campuses accessible any way you travel. Choose infinite possibilities. Choose TU Dublin on your CAO. People don't become successful by accident. You've got to know what you want. So take off your shoes. Sit down. Reach no further than your tablet. Type in Skoda and you've won. Smile about doing less while some other guy is doing loads. Yawn like you've never yawned before. Smile again about the offers from 0%. Then configure your perfect car and fill out the easy online finance application. It's never been easier to be successful. Finance provided by way of higher purchase agreement from Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. Visit skoda.ie for further information. At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie.